0: welcome to another episode of shy sports combo we are your hosts edgar romero and martin barraza after a long hiatus from doing podcasting we are back finally martin are you doing buddy it's been a couple of rough months that we have not done podcasting but we're back for our first episode
1: hell yeah we're back baby we're back after a long hiatus Man, it feels good to be back. We kind of uh we had to take some time. Uh, we had some personal things going on, but happy that we are back ready to talk baseball.
0: Yep, that's correct. We're ready to talk about baseball as today's episode we just focused on the cubbies and the white Sox. But it's been a surprising season so far. I'm a north sider. Not so much on the South Side But first let's talk about the North Siders Let's start with the Cubs They start off the season Hot Hot April and then comes May I believe And they struggle with injuries June they struggled Starting July They look like they're about to Sell Then we come to the All-Star break We're thinking they're definitely gonna Sell Then all of a sudden, they have a six-game series win coming out out of the All-Star break, and they ended up buying in the trade deadline. The Cubs are 58 and 55. They came back from being seven and a half games behind from the Brewers to being only two and a half games behind. They were six and a half games behind the, the wild card and currently, they're just one game behind. What they traded in the chart deadline, they traded um, DJ Hurst and Kevin May to the Nationals to get Jamer Candelario, Jose Quaz from the Royals, and they gave up Nelson Velasquez. And they just picked up another minor leaguer, Josh Robertson, and traded Agent Samson. But Cody Bellinger, that was your new signing for this season, has been phenomenal for this team. Marcus Stroman started off the season going right, but has been struggling in the past the past six, seven starts. What do you, what do you see overall of this Magic with this Cubs team that they just overturned and pretty much brought excitement back to the north side?
1: Well, it's a pleasant—it's a pleasant surprise that this team is performing the way that they're performing. Coming out, uh, we thought that this team had some potential, maybe a wild card run. But you know, if they finished five hundred, I think it would have been a successful season. Now, going back for the winter acquisitions, you had a big contract to Dansby Swanson. You got a approve it deal with cody bellinger and then some other pieces but i think this team has really performed well uh ross grandpa rossi was you know he gets a lot of flack in the city for you know sometimes not getting enough out of this team i think this year he's done a fantastic job now in terms of this team i think they're playing very well they're playing together they're gelling pretty well you're getting some good contributions from Justin Steele he was a guy I remember last year that we were looking at to potentially make that next step he did he was an all-star Marcus Stroman I'm a little eh on because he he was fantastic in the first half of the season kind of called out the Cubs front office and now he wasn't performing well and I think he has not helped himself And endeared himself with the Cubs fans. Um, Hendricks has been very good. Um, The rest of the rotation needs work. I think the lineup also has been well. You know I'm a big fan of Nico Horner. Who's been playing very well. Cody Bellinger has been a fantastic acquisition. And is earning himself a lot of money this offseason. Densby Swanson has been pretty good. Miguel Amaya I think has done a very good job. Jan Gomes has done Really good. We got Mike Tauch... Mike Talkman, who has been a revelation for this team and who has earned himself a starting role.
0: A hometown kid.
1: The hometown kid. Jamer Candelario, the former Cubs handman that was traded, I believe, 2016 for Justin... Or 2017, I'm sorry, to Detroit for Justin Wilson. He's back with the Cubs. He's He's been playing pretty well. Surprised he's playing at first base, but, you know... David Ross is opting in to play there. The player that I'm kind of concerned with is Zaya Suzuki. He does not look good. And the Cubs invested a lot of money. But I believe the Cubs, they have the ability to make the wild card. And they're playing very well. They just come off beating Atlanta. And they're winning Chicago back again. And this offseason, they really need to go out there and sign some impactful free agents there's a lot of there's a lot of free agents in the pitching market and then there's one there's one big one that is looming that is supposed to break records with this contract but i think the cubs have done a very good job so far and i think they've done pretty well i think they can make the wild card i think you went out on a limb and said. I think at the end of last year that they should they could be competing for a wild card this year and you were correct. The thing is if they get in, I don't think they'll make any noise in the playoffs because of their rotation. But
0: here's here's where I'm gonna probably argue. Uh they probably won't they probably won't make it all the way. But what this team could do that no other team does they put the pressure on the pitchers to make sure they pitch they make their pitches because this team from top to bottom this lineup they take their walks the past the past two three weeks of what I've seen in this lineup they make the pitches work and if they don't put the ball in the strike zone they will gladly take their walks um this team scoring the runs is not just about the home runs. It's walking in a batter hit by pitch, singles, doubles, triples, little bloop single, a line drive home run is not the big power home run that the Braves did. That's when we saw when the Braves came in. It's like damn, that's a, that's going to be a tough lineup for the Cubs to handle in the first game, eight nothing. Kyle Hendricks, three innings, no hitter. And then phew, the bats just exploded. Bombs, bombs, bombs. Then the next two games for some. The pitching, the bullpen, the Cubs bullpen. How surprising are you with the Cubs bullpen that they were able to, to held the team and actually able, like, Albert they take that closest role?
1: See, that's that's the <laughs> sign of a good manager when you utilize... And look at your players and put them in the best position to win. Edward Alzalai, when he was coming out, he was supposed to be a starter. One of the few guys that... Because he was kind of the one of the holdovers from like the 16, 17, 18 Cubs. Where maybe that guy was going to add to their rotation. Alzelay struggled. And he struggled mightily. But he's found his home in the bullpen. And the Cubs... Coming into this season did not have a closer. They were hoping Brad Boxberger might do it, but Brad Boxberger has been out for most of the season. Michael Fulmer has not been good. He has not been a good signing, but I believe he was a one-year player. Okay. Alzelay has great stuff, and, they fa- and he's found his home as a closer. He has looked very filthy against the White Sox, Atlanta Braves, the Reds. He's looked good. Which is good because Cody Hoyer, I think, blew out his arm and he might not debut for the Cubs and we thought he was going to be their future closer. So, a great job by the Cubs of finding now that home for Elzelay and being that closer he could that he could be.
0: Yes. And then also besides Albert Elzelay being a homegrown Cub, Justin Steele, this year's performance... After having that talk last year with John Lester on his pitching mechanics, he's been a different pitcher. He's been the ace of this team, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He consistently performing from the beginning Stroman had his has his spurts of being better, but I'm talking about consistent performer from the beginning of the year to now. Justin Steele has been their best starter. He hasn't had those blow-ups that Strowman has had before the injury. He's been consistently their best starter. And for for Cubs fans and for a team that was not able to produce any pitching, it is a sight for sore eyes getting Justin Steele. Last year, we saw some glimpses. This year, he's put put it all together. And you could argue, if the Cubs make the wild card, who gets the ball game one? Probably Justin Steele.
0: Yep, he does.
1: If he continue if he continues he the way he's pitching, yep, yeah, you're correct. He gets he gets the ball game one.
0: Yes. If if it's the playoffs right now and the Cubs made it in, it'll be Steele. Uh, healthy Strowman Hendrix Dayone. hmm That's how that's how I have the pitching staff going. I'm like, Marcus Strowman. Uh, quarter zone shot he had was he pitched today he said he feels good he may come back in next week on the White Sox on the White Sox one of the White Sox games or probably or or one of the Royals games so hopefully his hip and whatever issues was messing with him was mechanically the past six starts I gave him all those runs. If, if that gets fixed, then I just believe that, okay, the rotation may look better. The only question mark is going to be, obviously, Juice Mighty. He started off the season pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, these past five, six, seven starts, he's just been getting light. They end up one or, one or two innings, just giving up a lot of runs, and that's it. You got to pull him out. Like I always said, I'm like, they should put Wisniewski in that fit spot and let him be the let him make his errors and use Drew Smiley as a lefty especially to come out of the bullpen as a long reliever and give you those extra innings because I think that's where he'll be more beneficial for the Cubs and we've seen him the last couple of starts when Ross started with a with a bullpen arm and then he brought in Drew Smiley he was able to just minimize giving up just one or two runs instead of the six, seven, eight runs that he was giving up. What are your thoughts on that?
1: No, you're correct. Because for me going forward, that fifth starter should be a young guy. Should be a young guy that the Cubs, kind of like how Justin Steele was a couple years ago.
0: Exactly.
1: Be, be that young guy. And Hayden Wisneski, I think, needs a shot. So if you're doing a spot start with Smiley – and he's not working. Have have I would put Hayden Wisniewski and say, hey. You're gonna you're gonna go today, if Smiley doesn't have it. So give him an opportunity. Give him an opportunity later in the year. Maybe he could he settles in. He does very well. So next season he could probably join the rotation as a number as the number five starter, or fight for the number five spot. But yeah, I agree with you.
0: Yes, because especially the Cubs don't have a, a left handed arm in the bullpen. And I believe that you smiley will fit perfectly in that in that role for the Cubs this season at least.
1: And Smiley has good stuff. I mean he strikes out a lot and I think he's mm-hmm. got good velocity, so he would fit he would fit that lefty role, especially if the Cubs get to the postseason. And I believe yeah, they have one pitcher one left-handed reliever he's coming back from injury but they can certainly use another one yes
0: yeah, uh, yeah
1: going back to Strowman, what do you think of Strowman as a cubs fan Strowman, he's a little annoying to me uh. in, in a sense or an acquired taste i it's easy for you it's easy for you when you're performing to call out the Cubs front office. To call out the Cubs front office. Now. He does not have a lot of ground to stand on. Because. Jed Hoyer so far. He has not resigned a lot of Cubs players. Who have been saying for them to resign. And he has looked. Almost every. And me and you were talking about this the other day. Yes. He has looked right. Almost every time every time he's looked correct about not signing some of these Cubs players are saying hey I want to stay in Chicago but they don't want to resign me Um, uh, I don't hear him now, is he hurt? yeah yeah he's hurt but he did not want to face the media after he was bad, those two bad starts nope and he's looked worse and worse and worse, you know the guy who's looked pretty good Cody Bellinger. Cody yes. Bellinger did not call out the Cubs front office. And most likely, the Cubs are probably going to make a run at him. Now, he's been more consistent than, than Marcus Stroman. But Jed Hoyer is very petty. Yes. <laughs> and he doesn't like to be called out. So, most likely, I do not think Stroman will be back with the Cubs. And I believe, and this is my opinion, I think Stroman needed to be moved... But since he was so bad during the month of July, his stock his his stock plummeted and the Cubs could not get anything for him anymore.
0: Yes. And But was- what is
1: your th- what is your thoughts on Strowman?
0: Um here. I always liked Strowman, no matter what. But the difference is I never saw Strowman as the ace or the number one pitcher. Yep. He considers himself that. Don't get me wrong. That's good to have in your mind that you want to be the best pitcher and perform every five five days and and and, and show that you're able to handle it. But for first of all, you're not a strikeout um, pitcher. You're a ground ball pitcher. The defense was built around ground ball pitchers. That's the reason why Jamison Tyone's there. That's the reason why... You're having a success right there, Marcus Stroman It's not its not him You're not going to get a contract Worth $200, $300 million So I don't know what you're Expecting to get an extension from uh, Not definitely You're not going to get a $30 million a year contract I don't see you because you're already pretty much older You'll probably get a three year And probably the same range that you got Of what the Cubs offered you Third year, 72 million. That's a nice decent, if you wanted an extension, then that's probably they'll probably offer you three years. They probably will go 80, 85, who knows? Or four years, 85. But it's not gonna be a long term until you turn 40 years, 40 years old, long term deal or something like that. That's my opinion on Marcus Stroman. And yes, he did messed up by opening his mouth. Cause then after that, it just went downhill for him nothing was going his way
1: like he jinxed himself
0: yeah he jinxed himself he may say that he he was having this hip issues I'm like no um, your velocity was going down your your balls were being left up um, it was a lot of mechanics and mechanical issues so yeah he pretty much screwed himself and I don't think the Cubs were never gonna resign him he could opt in though he got the option to opt in but I don't know if he's going to do that. Will he do that? The question is, will Marcus Stroman opt in if he, if his struggles continue?
1: He probably would have to opt in.
0: Yeah, because that's a $21 million contract. It's a $21 million contract if he opts in. So that's the question. He, that's now... It's going to be like, well, yeah, he has to opt in. And a lot of Cubs fans remember... They were backing him up, oh, the Cup fans, oh, we should extend Strowman. We should extend Strowman. I'm like, yeah, no, no, you got to hold on, man. It's, burning the, it's only burning the first two months of the season, man. Wait until the end of the season. That's how, let's, let's wait. i like, let's wait. No, we got to extend him. He's, he's our ace. He's our ace. And I'm like, no, you got to wait. Then I'm like, and then Cody Bellinger, they wanted the same thing about Cody Bellinger to extend him. But we're like. He's a Scott Boris client. He's not going to extend. Both of them, the Cubs and him agreed to a one-year deal that benefit both. The Cubs paid him $17.5 million. If he does good and then the Cubs are in a losing losing season, they will trade him, get prospects. But if he does great, it benefits Bellinger because he gets the, the money the following year, whoever wants to sign him, and it's a win-win for both sides. So far, the team has been doing good and you know what? Cody Bellinger stays and who knows, maybe yeah, maybe in the offseason the Cubs are gonna say, you know what, here. And you know what? This is gonna this is gonna probably get the rest of the Cubs fans mad. Cody Bellinger became the player that the front office wanted Chris Bryant to become.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's cr- it's crazy how, you know, all the guys from the 20, 2016 teams have not done well. Chris Bryan has not done well, but yeah, Cody Bellinger, yeah, Cody Bellinger has done really good with this team. I totally agree on your take with Strowman. Stroman, to me was not. Strowman to me was not a frontline starter. He considered himself one, but he wasn't. Um, no. and yes, I there were a lot of Cubs, there were a lot of Cubs fans. And I heard sports radio. Why aren't you signing him? Why aren't you talking to him? Why aren't you this? Why aren't you that? What did he do in July? In the 2016, because you you want to win championships, right? The current iteration of Marcus Strowman, would he be the ace of the 2016 Cubs? He would not. He would not. Arietta and Arietta and Lester are better.
0: Yes. Just for the simple effect that both of them will strike out a lot of batters besides just giving out the ground balls. Strawman is a number three, number four pitcher. He Correct. gives you ground balls. The, the defense on this Cubs team is is built on ground ball pitchers. That was the main reason why Jamison Tyone was signed. Tyon, the beginning of the first half, he sucked. But the last five, six, seven starts, he's been pitching the way how the Cubs designed the defense, which is get ground balls, let the defense get, get to the outs. And that's why Jamison Tyon has been pitching really well these past five, six starts.
1: Yeah, their priority huh. was building the defense up the middle. That's why yeah. Nico Horner moved over to second. That's why they got Dansby Swanson, and now they—I mean, they had so, they had pretty good defense in third base, and now they got Candelario at first base. But yeah, they—that's how they designed. That's how they designed their team. But, so but Stroman, here's
0: a, yeah. But here's the difference. Seiya Suzuki right now is not in the lineup because they're trying to make him figure out his, his swing again. If he finds his swing again, he's back in the lineup. The moment that happens, you know he's going to go back to right field. is going to move to center, half left, Candelaria on third base, Swanson, Nico, Ballinger at first, Gomes, and Amaya,
1: as Yeah, they need. They need. Uh, they need him to get better. They need say, uh He was a big investment. I still yeah. don't understand. I still don't understand why he isn't that good. And what and what troubles they had? I know last year he was hurt, but this year it's like
0: it's, it's just they, not they, getting they, put together. They, they. I believe they changed the. With
1: the whole shift. It affected
0: the him? The shift, it affects a lot because he puts a lot of ground balls and, and strikes out, too. He's been striking out like where he gets frozen on pitches or over-strike out on breaking balls. So he's been hitting the breaking balls but not catching up to the fastball this season. So now they have him in the batting cages making sure he's catching up and getting being relaxed and just focusing on what he needs to do but but hopefully he finds a swing again man and as long as he produces, man he needs to remember hey man it's not about home runs or hitting power bro They just put the bat in, put the bat on the ball and get hits man
1: and you pointed out earlier what is the big difference between this team and the previous 20, 2020 Cubs 2019 2018 this team can actually hit. They actually hit. They're not frustrating. Those teams had so much talent, they would explode for fifteen runs. Here. And then the next day they would score one.
0: Javi Baez will swing at anything. Who does Javi Baez rem- who this team right now who reminds me who reminds us of Javi Baez? Christopher Morel, right?
1: Yeah, his, his attitude, his charisma, that yep. it factor, yep. that breath of fresh air that he brings to the clubhouse.
0: And, and here's the difference between Morrell and Javi Baez. Last year, he was swinging at everything and he was strike up. This year, the dude is laying off and actually getting walks. That's the biggest difference between Javi Baez and Christopher Morrell. Morrell ain't going in the plate and swinging at everything. He's holding back and looking for his pitch.
1: Yeah, and due to that and, approach, now he's hitting for power. He's hitting a lot, a yes. lot of home runs.
0: And and, and that's what Javi Bias was missing: being able to learn to get your pitch, not being over anxious to swing at everything. And it's and he's struggling right now with the Tigers, the Yankees. They got Anthony Rizzo. I feel sorry for the dude. I know he was probably concussed, but they kept on playing him for whatever. Um, dude, how,
1: how could that happen? How could. I, don't know. I mean, they're saying it's post concussion syndrome, but Jesus, he played with a concussion for like two months.
0: Two months, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> telling me about it. I'm like, okay, Anthony Rins, I'm sorry. Wow. But yeah, hopefully he gets better. But ever since he got traded, he's just went downhill. Chris Bryant. <laughs> the injury prone Chris Bryant still is still injury prone.
1: I don't know how Colorado gave him well, it's the same thing with Detroit. With New yes. York, it kind of made sense, right? Anthony Rizzo was solid. I do not know how Detroit and Colorado gave Baez and Bryant all that money. Baez did not cannot hit. Bryant can't stay healthy. He's okay. He's okay when he's healthy, but yep. he's never healthy, and he's lost all of his power in Colorado.
0: And that's what I said that what Cody Bellinger is doing right now. That's what the front office wished Chris Bryant did when he was here in Chicago. He wasn't. He didn't. Ended up turning it out that way. And I'm sorry. Don't get me wrong. Twenty sixteen. Thank God they won the World Series, but we're, we're not talking about seven day, seven years later, and it's like okay, they there's no more excuses. The they won the World Series, Cubs won the World Series. They're trying to keep up with the same with the same momentum. And for me, Chris Bryant, yes, that's wasted. Now Wilson Contreras.
1: Oh man, he was frustrating. I had him on my fantasy he, team.
0: Maybe Chicago signs with the the uh, Arch-Ryndle Cardinals. And, wow. What a season for him, huh? Even though his still there. Well, remember when we told, when we said, remember when I told you that the reason why the Cubs won't sign him? Because you don't know how to, how to, um...
1: They weren't able to trade him because most teams defense. were not confident in his defense and how to call a game.
0: You call, call games and then it's turned out to be turning out to be true with the, uh, on the Cardinals side because, wow. The Cardinals, they just, they were supposed to be the favorite for this Central Division and they end up being the last place team. That's Very talented. Mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, yeah, see, they have the big names. That's surprising, man. It's, 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 it's downhill for the Cardinals. They keep losing. It's like, I don't know if Wilson Contreras is going to stay there or or, or they're going to find a way to trade him in during the offseason or something because I don't think they fit. They're, they're not comfortable with him.
1: Well, right away, my guy, Jack Flaherty, threw him under the bus and said, and said his bad starts were because he didn't know how to call a game and he wasn't contributing. Well, that's something that leaked out of the clubhouse. That, yeah, yeah. That that he wasn't able to call a game, and the pitchers were struggling. Andrew Kis, Kis, Kisner, I think, oh, is the backup. Yeah. Had to pitch more. He wasn't hitting. He said it was the roughest stretch he's ever had. And it also it snowballed as well into the Cardinal clubhouse. The Cardinals were not playing, or yes. not hitting well, and they had to sell. And now, the Cardinals are regretting. Signing Wilson Contreras.
0: Yes, they are. So we'll see what what happens during the offseason with Wilson Contreras, but there you go. The they core, should have
1: done they should have done what I did They should have traded him.
0: Yeah. The core of the Cubs, the 2016 Cubs, just didn't pan out. And like we were talking about, Jet Hoyer, he made the right calls. Not giving them the extensions.
1: Yeah, sure. um, I, give ben- I give him the I give the benefit of, all, of the doubts. Now
0: he probably offered them offered them the extensions. They just didn't took it. So it's 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 you know like that seven year deal for Brian for like two hundred million extension that he got offered and he said no.
1: Oh, thank God! <laughs> yeah. He didn't side.
0: It's like now you're probably gonna give. They probably could offer. Ballinger probably
1: two hundred million for five, six years. Dude, they offered bias two hundred million too, right around the pandemic.
0: Yep.
1: And he was gonna sign it, but then, you know, we had biblical they had biblical losses, so they pulled the offer. Good. They're letting you
0: know what yeah, they they're they made all the right calls for that. And, and it's just a fortunate. Hopefully this team they keep going. Uh I don't know if they've won the game against the match, but last time I checked, they were winning three to two. Mike Topman hit a total home run in the top of the eighth.
1: Damn that Mike Tochman.
0: He's been a surprise for this team. Uh Uh, They got one more game against the Mets. Then they go to Toronto for three starting Friday. The next week, the last two games against the White Sox. And let's... We'll talk more about the Cubs next week, but let's head out to the South Side. Mm -hmm. What a dumpster. Team from the South Side. Wow, Who would have thought they're... The rebuild would be would be this short, huh?
1: It's it's disappointing, very disappointing.
0: Like I know these Sox fans, are, are I'm sorry, but 2019 that's when you, that's when the Sox started heating up. Tim Anderson won the Bang title, I believe. 2020 pandemic season, you guys got all hyped because you guys finally made the playoffs. But it was a shortening season. I'm like, okay, be happy for that. 2021, you guys were calling off everybody. We want what, to... What, what was your day? Oh, we want the... We want
1: we tough want, more compet- we want a tougher competition yeah. in the Central. That's why they, they didn't want, beat the Astros.
0: They want more competition. And they made the playoffs. They won the Central. Right away. The division they only won one game and whoop, get your butts out. And ever since then, 2022, a 500 season, they never make it to the playoffs. And now this year, 2023, it just spiraled down and pretty much went 20 games under 500 and traded all their stars that they had. Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez got traded to the Angels. Another dumpster fire over there.
1: Oh, such, um, so disappointing.
0: Yep. Lance Dana and, and Joe Kelly got traded to the Dodgers. Um, Kendall Grayman got traded to the Astros. That's the big names. Like some other small moves, like Middleton to the Yankees. Well, they got prospects back. You know, they added catchers, all the names like Edgar Kiro, Corey Lee. They added...
1: Uh, they added like, lots of catchers.
0: Yeah, Kai Bush. Yeah, because they can't, they can't rely on the catch because Savala wasn't bad. It was it was all right.
1: Savala's a backup to me. He's not a starter. Yeah,
0: he's not a starter. Yes, he's a backup. But they added for the future. So they Jake Berger's on. gone. Yeah, Jake Berger. Yeah, he got traded to Miami Martins, the offense of this season for... for, for the White Sox. But they got a new manager, Pedro Griffo. Uh, Awkward signing because never experienced how to lead a a baseball team. He He was with the Royals, I believe, last season. Got the opportunity to be this manager. They signed him. I don't know how the interview went, but they signed him. And this team became worse. They don't got. They, they don't. The chemistry still ain't there for them. At least Robert's been the healthy one so far this season. When he has like 30, 30 plus home runs already, right?
1: Yeah, he's he's an MVP candidate. He also he needed a stern talking to in the beginning of the season, yeah. but but he's turned it around and he's been a bright spot for the Chicago White Sox.
0: Um. Dylan Cease has been awful this season. That's a surprising
1: one. Oh, yeah. That's that's alarming. He regressed. It's like they flip-flopped, right? Yes. Luis Robert, last year, at this time, his wrist was hurting. He was really struggling. He did not perform well. And Dylan Cease had a Cy Young-Caliber season. Well, they flipped. Dylan Cease this year, he has not, been per- he's not pitched very well. And no. Luis Robert... You could say he's a top five MVP candidate right now.
0: Yeah, but the only thing that I would would say about Luis Robert, he makes a lot of damn errors in center field.
1: Yeah, and he's a good defender. He reminds me a lot of Jose... uh, Jose. He reminds me a lot of Javi Baez. Javi Baez was a good defender, but he got a little too cute. He, He was a little lackadaisical because of his talent and defensive abilities and didn't put, you know, enough emphasis on making the right plays and being fundamentally sound.
0: Yes. Uh, who else is probably Michael Kopek?
1: Oh, I, his, I, he's really bad. He's he's even more alarming than Cease.
0: Michael Kopek. I don't know if they should pull him off of the starting rotation and use him as a closure role because Liam Hendricks is out. After beating cancer, good thing. If he do cancer, he's out with Tommy John surgery. So you won't see him at all for next season either.
1: Damn, what a gut punch. And I think he's supposed yep. to be a free agent. So that yep. sucks for for Hendricks.
0: Yeah, that, that sucks. That's, that sucks for Hendricks. But yeah, him, Eric Nelf. Do you Oh, my God. I don't
1: know about Elohim Jimenez. Oh, no thanks, Cubs, from Jason Benetti?
0: Yeah. I'm, no I'm thanks, like, Cubs, now? Yes, because I'll be like, I'll tell you this right now. I think the Cubs in, right, made the right move and, and letting him go because he was not going to fit with the Cubs. He, he was going to be our, our headache in left field.
1: <laughs> dude, imagine the brick wall, dude. He would have gotten oh, fifty sorry. concussions.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a struggle for him. It's been a question mark for him. Even though he hits when he chases the Cubs, but he can't do the same for the rest of the, the rest of the teams.
1: Yep. He torments the Cubs, according to Jason Benetti.
0: Yep. So oh, how about Yonmoncada, another dumpster fire.
1: Yeah, him and Eloy are built of paper mache.
0: Yes, that's him, you, you, man. His defense is there, but he can't stay healthy. His bat—it's it's been a—it's been a miss.
1: Yeah, he leaves a lot to be desired when he's in the lineup, offensively.
0: Yes, Giolito? I can say. He's, he's not an ace type of pitcher, but at least he gives you the every fifth start and gives you and gives you you know pitches at least to give the team a chance to win. But I don't know he I I, I never saw him as the ace. How do you see Giolito
1: He was a couple years ago, but I think this season, I think he did his. I think I saw him as number two. And I okay. think for most of the season I think he was he pretty he was pretty good. He did his job. He had a couple hiccups, but I think he was pretty good. He got traded to the Angels. Um he's been very bad for with the Angels. Yeah. Wow. He's been very bad with them. Uh, but uh I think he was okay. I think he did his, dro- his job. He did his role and the and the White Sox had to trade him because they weren't going to re-sign him.
0: Yes. Yeah, so they, they did all this. Tim Anderson's having a horrible season. He finally hit a home run against the Guardians. I don't know. Yep. He's just getting singles hits here and there. But the talk of the town right now is he will be remembered. for the rest of his life and an MLB. And I believe Robin Ventura is happy that he got replaced because Tim Anderson got knocked the hell out by Jose Ramirez on Saturday. And this is not a funny thing. It's just pretty much, it's just, Tim Anderson asked for it. He dropped the glove, put his hands up. Jose Ramirez, says, let's, let's go! They went at it. Tim Anderson threw three shots. He missed without all three. Jose Ramirez just had one blinded right hook, and boom, hit him, hit him in the in the right place of the jaw, and boom, Tim Anderson was knocked out, and he was spaghetti legs throughout whole event that and and was a whole big old brawl. Uh, after the after the game, even though the White Sox took two out of three against the Guardians, but Tony La Russa talked. Jose Ramirez pretty much said the reason the issue was because Tim Anderson disrespects the game. He didn't like the way how he talked to the rookies on the guardian side. So Jose Ramirez pretty much stepped up to calm down, and he got a. He got offended, so he had stood up and whatever. On the wife Sox side, they didn't spoke. They just stood quiet. Tim Anderson has not said anything. He says he said a lot of things on Twitter, but then took it down. And Anderson got a six game suspension while Jose Ramirez got three. Both of them appeal it. I don't know. But what do you thought about that that knockout on Saturday?
1: very confused that this is coming from Tim Anderson because he had a lot of problems with Josh Donaldson, remember? Yes. So, but it was because of, again, Josh Donaldson didn't, you know, play the game the right way. He was being a little rough. Now, it turns out, and I don't know if there was any racial, I don't remember if there was any racial thing going on too. So I'll exclude that. You know what's funny now with Tim Anderson? Now he's being a little rough, playing dirty. Um, it hasn't just—it just hasn't been a good season for Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's not hitting. Um, wasn't? It's not playing well. Um, and then, like you know, the cherry on top of the Sunday—the cherry on top of the Sunday—is you know, rough, rough slide, rough tag. I know I heard a caller on sports radio saying that oh well you know Javi Baez Javi Baez you know slap tags all the time well it's very different for as bad as Javi Baez is in terms of swing and everything I've never heard any bad things about Javi Baez in terms of teammates or in the locker room Um, and usually Javi Baez usually gets along with everybody um I think well Jose Ramirez got lucky he landed that punch. He just yeah, basically took a wild he just basically yeah. took a wild swing and connected. And he connected pretty good and Tim Anderson unfortunately fell. It made Tim Anderson kind of look like a punk because he wanted to drop hand drop yeah. dro- he dropped the gloves. The umpire. Where what are we in hockey? What did the the umpire didn't even want to stand between them? He made it seem he made it seem like if Giancarlo Satin and Aaron Judge were about to fist fight and these six foot five and over dudes. I'm like, really? You can't get in between these two? These two are not even big dudes.
0: He's not like, so <laughs> like round one, go ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah. And poor Tim Anderson, because Ramirez had none of his teammates out there. So Basically, Michael Kolpek had a chance to get out, get him, Andrew Vaughn had a chance to was out there too, holding Ramirez back, and he still got knocked down.
0: He still got knocked down, and that you know like? is so
1: that's that's so bad, and it's gonna live with him through the rest yeah. of history. I was listening to one of the Chicago sports radio. AJ Pierzynski was on. Yes. So AJ Pierzynski was talking about how now they're gonna to relate to this, and he said, he said that he's very surprised that the White Sox nobody from the White Sox organization has said anything about it. He got punched by Michael Barrett in the Cubs White Sox brawl. Yeah, he w- he was on next. He was on there. He was on the next day. He talked, just like how Michael Barrett talked. You know. I'm surprised that the White Sox did not speak about this at all because it looks very bad. I was one of the people that said, hey, if the White Sox do not do well in this rebuild. And it looks like Jed Hoyer is doing a very a decent job of getting the Cubs back. They're going to lose the city. That knockout, quote unquote knockout, because it wasn't really a knockout, just a knockdown. Knockdown. That knockdown, that knockdown, was the final exclamation point of the White Sox losing the city again yes. to the Cubs.
0: Yes, they. they I do believe in that this this knockdown and pretty much everything, besides this knockdown, the whole organization. Yeah, the, the they lost they lost the uh, the city, no matter what, because then after this knockdown, it's hilarious. You know, Ta does not speak. You know. I understand you know you're embarrassed but you still got to speak and say you know what you gotta give you a lucky punch or or call out yep. your teammates, or call out your teammates for not that for not yep. them like michael Kopek had a freaking um jose ramirez neck he put he had a choke hold on him mm-hmm. and ramirez still landed i'm like so 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 after that it's all questioning and then guess what Former reliever for the White Sox, Middleton, on Monday states that the clubhouse there's no rules. Pitchers are sleeping in the bullpen during the games. Players are showing up whatever time they want. Uh, they're doing whatever the crap they want. Uh, they're not showing up to meetings. They're not. They're not showing up for practice, pitching practices, or whatever. Uh, Lansing goes on to foul, teri- foul territory and pretty much says that all the stuff that middle that Middleton said was true. then you got Rick Khan
1: boss <laughs> getting, oh,
0: getting offended and, and calling this dude out and calling him a professional that whatever blah blah blah. Instead of avoiding the issue and saying, you know what, yes, it is showing up, but we're fixing this stuff or whatever, he comes up blasting this this kid or him or the, or the reliever and saying that the, that's the reason why he traded the rest of the guys, pretty much implying that the guys that he traded was the ones that failed failed the leadership or the culture of this team, so that's when they got traded. You... We're giving the props to Rick Conn for all the trades he did when he traded Quintana, um, Chris Sale, Adam Eaton. Now, how do you see Rick Conn? Mm.
1: Well, now we got the benefit. Well, the Red Sox trade with Chris Sale, they lost the trade. As soon as Chris Sale won the Red Sox a world championship, they lost it. Emancada hasn't been well, hasn't been doing well. Kopek has not turned the like the starter that I thought he was gonna be. So that that's not good. Yes, I still think now. Before I think the the Cubs got hosed. Now it's not starting to look that way because Eloy has not developed into the player that we thought he was. No. I always said in that trade, Cease is the one that hurts. And Cease is actually the guy that was producing. Um, the Eden trade. I don't know if he won the trade because Eden won them a world champ. Eden won Washington a world championship or helped them win a world championship. Reynaldo Lopez did not turn into a starter. They got Dane Dunning too, but Dane Dunning turned into Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is okay. Dane Dunning now looks like a really good starter for the Rangers. But before, I thought he knocked it out of the park. But now when we got the benefit of time, those trades don't look that much in the White Sox favor. The problem that I always said with Rick Hahn is that Rick Hahn knows how to tear something down, but they don't know how to add on. The Kimbrough trade wasn't very good. It was awful. It was awful. The Cubs yes. look like they might be ahead in that trade. The yes. Ryan, T- the Ryan Tepera trade didn't work. Tepera wasn't that good against the Astros. Um, he just doesn't know. He just doesn't know how to add on. They also have a culture problem, and it starts unfortunately with Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. The the manager signings have been terrible for this team. This team needed a veteran manager. They needed yeah. somebody who did it before. Unfortunately, through these last, last man, these la- the last four managers, you got Robin Ventura, who did not want the job. You got uh, the guy who managed for both the Cubs and the White Sox, Ricky Renteria. I could argue and say he did the best job out of the out of the four managers that I'm about to name. Yes, T- Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa was supposed to be what Bruce Bochy is right now to the Texas Rangers. He 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 wasn't that. And now you got a guy in Pedro Grifol who you gave him his first job to, with an with a clubhouse that needed some direction, some leadership. They needed a veteran. And this guy comes from an organization in Kansas City who does not win. They didn't even want him. That was a terrible hire, and I believe that was Rick Hahn's hire. Rick yes. Hahn is not a good general manager. So they he needs to go I'm sorry, but Grifol needs to go. They need a whole new culture change in that organization. To me, Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson should have been traded. He needed to have been traded. I do not understand why they kept him. He is one of the reasons why the locker room isn't working for the White Sox. He should have been traded. And I'll, I'm sorry, and I know uh Rick uh is very loyal, but Kenny Williams needs to go too
0: yes it's, uh, I, they, uh, need, I they he needs like a stuff. clean house they need a big teardown because it's not only that man I truly do believe as well um the coaching staff in the minor leagues they gotta they gotta they better train they need to better train the minor leaguers when they come up because I believe this um the leaderships that they had with Lynn Jose Abreu. I believe these kids they, they they I believe they got cocky because they got paid and they got extended. I'm talking about Luis Robert, Elo Jimenez, Ron Moncada Tim Anderson.
1: Lots of White Sox fans were chirping, especially when Kimbrough got traded to the Cubs. And you know, you f- you felt that from, from the team as well. But this yeah. team didn't win anything. They didn't even get to it. ALCS. Yes, the Cubs had a lot of deficiencies and stuff. But you know what? The Cubs won a World Series. The Cubs went to the NLCS three times during their champ during their window, right? Yep. This team didn't win anything they only won the division they could not advance past the division series you guys did not win anything and, uh, that, and also to add to your point they also got paid
0: yep they all got paid the, the got extended roncada got extended ta got extended robert got extended and now you're stuck where like, oh well, we can't trade him. Well, obviously you can't because nobody wants them. They probably want to lose Robert, but I don't think so because he's just this is his first year where he's not injuring. He's not injured. So he's fine performing to his level that he's supposed to perform.
1: And he's young, so he's still part he can be yeah, still part of the still, core.
0: I know he's, yeah, yeah, he's young, he's still part of the core, but still, but but uh Dylan sees. You could have struck over with him. You think he wants to stay here? His agent, Scott Boris is Jerry Reinser going to give him $25, 30000000 million a year? He barely just he barely just signed Andrew Benintendi, the highest paid player in White Sox history. And how much was that? Five years, what, $75 million? yeah. You think Dylan Cease is gonna take that? No. Good for them for not trading him because he's having a horrible season. So they were probably asking for too much for him. They're like, "Yeah, nah, he's having a horrible season. We're not gonna give you all these top prospects for ditchy
1: They might trade him in the off season, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is this is a team that needs to. I don't know why they're in Chicago, but they operate like a small market team. They need to invest in the farm system. They need to invest in training and coaching. Because this is this team operates like a small market team. They're not like the Cubs. Yeah. They're not gonna they're, they're not gonna spend money. Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't like spending money.
0: So the, the Cubs don't like yeah. spending money either. But what the Cubs are trying to do, they're trying to spend smart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're not just trying to give the money just to give the money to whoever, like the damn New York Mets. Look how that dumpster fire <laughs> ended up.
1: <laughs>
0: you want to talk about dumpster fires? The New York Mets, even though Steve Honey has a lot of money. But they just traded two other top pro, two other top pitchers, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer to the Houston Astros, and uh, Texas Rangers and paid for their prospects we're talking about how much millions of dollars like 50 60 70 million dollars
1: yep they they're on the hook for about 56 million dollars of Verlander in dead money and I think they're on the hook for like 20 something million for or so about 70 something million dollars in dead money for next year but I don't know why Cohen signed Verlander, who's forty, but whatever. That's you, New York.
0: Yeah, that's New York. That's a Mets. That's a Mets issue.
1: But yeah,
0: <laughs> there you go. That, that's that's an example. Like you got a people fans like to talk crap about the Cubs. They think like, don't like to spend on like to spend. It's like it's not because they don't like to spend. They want to spend on good on good um, on on good quality players. Like there's a report saying that the Cubs are gonna be on in on Shohei Otani. How much does Shohei Otani make?
1: Woo, he's gonna command at least five hundred million
0: He better will earn it cause he said he's earned it he has earned that money the past two seasons. Three seasons at least. He has. A, he's not a. He's not an ace pitcher. He's like a number two, number three pitcher. Has an ERA of like a three point something. That's a, That's a pretty much. That's a pretty good. That's a. That's a good starting pitcher. But his bat.
1: Yeah, he he's a, a big impact middle of the order bat.
0: Yeah. and that's what the Cubs need in this line. In the lineup. They need a big bat. Besides Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger is it's not a big bat. He's just, he does everything. He, he's an all-around player. He's an all-defensive. You know he plays center field, first base. He could DH. He hits all over the place. He gets doubles. He could get you triples. He gets get you home runs. Whatever you need. But Sohi Otani, he's the big bat that. One swing of the bat, and you know that. Hey, as long as Torii is, is gets in that box, you know that he's going to give you the chance to get a run. But yeah, for this White Sox team, the culture—they were talking about leadership. Like right? the leadership starts with the with the man with the front office, with the general manager and the manager. You get the veterans. The veterans police their own selves, but it's 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 crazy how all these stories are coming out and the White Sox are trying to hide it and put it under the bus and it's like nah, you guys gotta fix this. I think Middleton pretty much said what people were speculating but now actually confirmed that that's what's happening so now you gotta all eyes are on the White Sox and especially the fans the fans, you think the fans are gonna keep quiet? Now they're gonna have to keep action because the fans, the White Sox fans, they want Rick on fire or to step down They want Pedro Griffo to get out uh, I was just listening to a podcast With Ozzie Guillen And um, he, he didn't say nothing too specific But him Pedro Griffo rubbed Ozzie Gin the wrong way uh, I believe Ozzy Guillen was trying to give him feedback On how the Chicago fan base is And pretty much Pedro Griffo struck them And that and Nazi again took it like a like a bad um a bad vibe. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, they don't have the same management style. I think Ozzy was pushing for Graful to be a little bit more strict, a little bit more fiery, to ask for some more accountability from his players. And Graful didn't.
0: Yes, and and I think Graful took it like the wrong way. Like he was trying to show him up or something, and are like, like, nah, bro. You're the manager. I'm, tr- I'm trying to help you. And I guess it, he says something, but yeah, it, it, it's a lot of issues. And it's like, oh wow, so it's bigger. It's, it, it's bigger than, than what people thought. Because there was so much chatting, but this, this is a bad team. And after the trade, here comes the recon. Oh, we still got a chance to compete for next year. Not after this report comes out. I bet you any money he's gonna be calling these young kids that he traded for up by next season I expect them to be throwing hundred miles and striking out people left or right. And they're not gonna sign and they're going they're not gonna sign no top pitcher in the offseason.
1: Well, I mean yeah, I mean it's and then with these with these clubhouse out with these reports coming out, do you think any free agents are gonna want
0: to come to the White Sox? No. I bet you any money. Kendall Grayman is talking crap, he's talking he's saying to the rest of the place in the Astros, don't go don't go to the South Side of Chicago. Lance May and Joe Kelly's probably telling the same thing. Don't go to the south side of Chicago. Giolito and, and Lopez are probably telling the Angels, any Angels players that are free agents, don't, don't, go, don't go to the side side of Chicago. Meditin probably already told everybody he already bashed them, so he's the one that started all this. And he's <laughs> saying the Yankees players not to start to Chicago. Right now, the White Sox are a joke in the league, and that's messed up. We're not White Sox fans, obviously. We're Cubs fans. But it sucks when you got an organization that doesn't give give a red ass about the team, or for the White Sox fans, and allowing this to, and allowing this to be the the joke of the league.
1: Yeah, and and this team like, and this team had a window. We thought it had like a five year window, yeah. and it was looking so good 2020, 2021, 2020. It looked very good. It looked very encouraging and then it just slammed shut. You actually know the player who first kind of started talking about this? Dallas yes. Keuchel.
0: Dallas <laughs> And everybody threw the fire at him, bro. Oh Because he was
1: God. had an ERA of 7. He had an ERA of 7.
0: What did you know? I came from a winning championship team. The Astros. <laughs> They do, how, that's how you could tell right away that this is a young team and a bunch of idiots. That's why I do believe what they're coming from. T.A., Robert, all this offense, they're idiots. How are you gonna talk crap to veterans that won World Series with other teams? How are you not gonna listen to Graveman? How are you not gonna listen to Dallas Keiko? How are you not gonna listen to Les Lynn? What they're talking about—that does not make any sense for a southsider. Uh, it's 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 like it's it's baffling. It's this generation that think that they they know it all, but they actually they don't.
1: Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's tough. I feel the White Sox fans deserve better than this.
0: That's it. They do. I'm like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we 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 all been there. You know, we're young. Everybody thinks that they know it all, but then they they, they run into a rough patch, and it's like, oh damn! Like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you learn from your mistakes, but they keep they they are not learning from their mistakes. They continue making the same mistakes. So now they, the the front office needs to change. Jerry Reinsdorf needs to do something. But I don't know if he's going to do nothing because he stays loyal. So. And he ain't going to spend. So the fans are just asking for Jerry Reinsdorf to sell. But he, is he really going to sell the White Sox and the Chibos?
1: No, but at the bare minimum, I think he needs to clean that front office. If I'm Jerry Reinsdorf, if I'm Jerry Reinsdorf right now, I'm actually pulling both Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams to the front office, and I'm like, "What the hell is all this crap coming from? We're a laughing yeah. stock of the league, and it starts with you two. What's going on?"
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. but go find out more because mm-hmm. don't worry, storm. White
1: Sox fans, it'll get better. Hopefully,
0: it get better. Hopefully, but that will be it for our show for today. I know the Bears preseason starts this this weekend so next week we should be able to talk about a little bit about the Bears uh, how everything's going with them and getting prepared for the first game of the season against the Packers
1: oh yeah with the, the love and fields
0: yes and we'll talk about more about what NFL on uh, everything but yeah that'll be next week's episode but yeah, White Sox fans, hold on tight. It's gonna be a rough couple of seasons, I believe. Well, thank you guys Oh, go ahead. As
1: long as long as uh, well, if I'm the White Sox fans, I'm looking for change. I'm looking for Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams to go, and if that happens, there might be some light at the end of the
0: tunnel. Yep but thank you guys for listening to the episode if you want to leave a comment please leave a comment I'll leave a question on, on, on the on thoughts of the White Sox season and Cup season anything that will be appreciated as well follow us on Combo one at Twitter or X I believe yeah what
1: the hell is Elon yeah. Musk doing to Twitter
0: X Twitter whatever his name is, but for one yeah so you can follow us and I'll leave and I'll upload the episode there and leave a question as well on, on your thoughts on the, on the Cubs and White Sox also I don't know if Martin is still doing your wrestling podcast
1: uh no taking a hiatus after no. that as well but hopefully soon episode soon hopefully
0: yeah I need to get caught up in wrestling again too as well but Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a wonderful day. Cubs win. Oh, yeah. Cubs win 3-2. All right. We got a game back.